0: To another episode of Friends of the Vine Wine Podcast. So, episode forty-three. Finally back after a bit of a longer hiatus than normal, taking off some time over Christmas and New Year's, and uh, hopefully putting out a bit more content this spring. We have a few different events starting up in Vancouver. We've got the Vancouver Wine Festival and we've got Top Drop coming up. So those are both big events. Uh, We have a few winemakers that I'm gonna be touching base with that are gonna be in the Vancouver area. And I think probably in April, I'll be heading down to California and I'll be able to do a few more uh, podcasts while I'm down there. So stay tuned for more content. This episode features Alicia Myers. She's a wine artist in Colorado. Wine is her medium, which is kind of cool, and we get to chat a bit about that, a bit about her background. By the way, she mentions later on in the the episode contact uh, information, uh, her first name is spelled E-L-Y-S-I-A. So for those of you who are looking her up, one other thing I wanted to mention was the last couple of years I've tried to really look into different wines and kind of different regions and last year was a bit more Italian wines and white wines just in general and I think this year the focus will be on Syrah the classic grape varietal that a lot of wine connoisseurs fall in love with and for a lot of people it's it's the grape and uh, as we as lots of people make references to 2020 being the, the year of perfect vision and clear vision and clarity. Um, I think for me, it'll be the year of Syrah. With all that in mind, let's get right into this episode. We start off talking about how wine for her became more than just a passion, how she turned wine art into a career. How did painting get to the point where you were like, this is this is something I want to do all the time?
1: I feel like it wasn't so much a, a decision I made as much as sort of the idea um, and, I don't know, just sort of path came to me, I guess. <laughs> the idea first occurred to me a few years ago at this point. I was sort of searching for some inspiration, uh, about where I might want to go. I'd previously been working in, in PR, but I knew I didn't want to keep doing that. I, but I also wasn't sure what I wanted to do in the future. And so I was just painting to sort of work through it. And as uh, just in that period, I came across a painting that had been done with coffee. And that was the first time I'd seen a beverage be used as paint. And that was just sort of like the lightning bulb if I could do that with wine instead, I mean, no, no knock on coffee, but um, I was much more interested in, in trying to figure out if wine was a possibility. And so as the idea evolved and, you know, my um, curiosity and passion continued to um, evolve and increase with it, it just sort of snowballed from there. And I was so happy doing what I was doing that that's just sort of how it evolved, I guess. I don't know that there was one day necessarily mm. that I decided that this was um, the direction I was going to go in. It just sort of happened that way. And I rolled with it.
0: <laughs> Coffee was a medium and you decided that wine was the one that obviously being a, a wine lover, you, you felt a draw to that as well.
1: Yeah. You know, I um, I also realized too, well, not I mean, for one, it was the colors. I was just endlessly fascinated with the different varietals and figuring out um, and getting to sort of discover what colors those would turn out as wine. I also started to realize that, especially as I started to get a little bit of pushback from people like, wait, you're painting with wine isn't it for drinking like wine's basically too good for you to be using as paint and that sort of made me like stop and evaluate a little bit and that's when I realized that wine as far as I knew was the only thing that I had been painting with up until that point to that had started off as artistry you know wine once it comes to us in the bottle that's already art and I thought it was really cool that I had found a way to take something that was already art and transform it into a different totally different kind of art and in my view that artistry gets to live on in a different way besides just being consumed which I do plenty of that as well um, <laughs> <laughs> of course
0: what's um what's some of your what's some of your favorites for in regards to wine actually speaking of
1: I'm, I tend to be pretty seasonal, perhaps because yeah. I live in a place that has four very distinct seasons. So at the moment, since it's cold uh, and snowy most of the time here in Colorado, I gravitate towards reds and have been um, really loving Syrah right now. Mm. And I discovered this... Crazy spicy earthy cab franc from Italy recently, and I stocked up on um, some of those bottles. I I think it's just uh, you know those those warming flavors i right, guess that um that i'm loving right now but then you know i'll once it's summertime i'll uh transition a bit back to you know some lighter whites and and rosé uh because patio patio drinking season uh, means yeah. lighter wines for yeah. me
0: yeah we're big on the rosés over the summer hmm yeah um, uh, no okay. sorry go no go ahead
1: Oh, I was just going to ask what your favorite wine is right now that you're sipping on.
0: Well, that's funny. I, I actually have been hitting a few Syrahs in the last little while as well, actually. That's funny that you should say that. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, uh, we've actually done a bunch of mold wine over for Christmas as well. So um, mm. we've been drinking a bunch of that. And we usually use like, like Cab Sauv as a, as the base. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Syrahs, Merlots, always good uh, over wintertime.
1: I love mold wine that is such a um, festive Christmas drink
0: yeah yeah we we traveled a bunch um a few years ago we were living overseas and uh, we hit like the all the German Christmas markets and like Prague mm-hmm. and Vienna and all the all the Christmas markets and just yeah fell in love with mold wine
1: yeah, uh that sounds amazing. I want to go do that
0: yeah. <laughs> We're thinking about doing that next next winter we've We've um, uh, we haven't hit a hit a market. Well, the Vancouver's got a nice downtown market, but um, it's not the same as it's not the same as being in a German one with the snow and the cold. And
1: sure, you can't really manufacture that European charm unless you're actually there.
0: Yeah, yeah. You you've traveled a bunch, obviously. I I know that you were you've hit a you've hit a few countries in your day.
1: Yes, I uh, I for um. Shining moment. I uh, lived in New Zealand for a year and then Columbia for um, half a year, which was amazing. Columbia, not so much for the wine, but um, in, in New Zealand, that was also sort of the, a realization for me that I had a fascination with wine. I worked on a vineyard um, for a little bit and came to appreciate just how much work it is oh my goodness (laughs) um I had no idea before then and attempted to get a job at a, a tasting room in the town that I lived in in Nelson but seeing as I had absolutely no experience in wine it it wasn't really surprising that I couldn't couldn't find one but that's always yeah I mean now living back in the U.S. um I get the itch to travel if we haven't been anywhere (laughs) for at least, you know, three months, then something's got to happen. And um, I absolutely love getting to explore new countries. But especially these days, I find like we went to Panama earlier this year. And I absolutely loved it. It was so beautiful. But you know, that's not exactly um, a hot wine destination or anything. So I find myself being more so um, drawn these days to, to new places that do have wine regions, especially ones that I haven't explored before. So that's why like, I loved going back to Italy um, and to Spain later, later in the year just to get to actually try something new. But of course yeah. there's plenty of places that are beautiful um, and worth discovering that don't have wine, but that's what wine has done to me, I guess.
0: We're the same where we're gonna hit Spain and, and Portugal this, this uh, next summer and just coincidentally you know love spanish wine so and, and portuguese wine so yeah mm. it's it's going to be a a win win yeah. yeah
1: that'll be amazing
0: yeah that's uh, we were debating between italy and spain and portugal and doing a road trip so we're we've hit we've done a bunch of italy in the past we have we haven't even touched um spain at all so mm-hmm. i think that's uh that's on our list
1: well there's plenty to to explore there i'm sure it'll keep you busy for however long you're going.
0: Yeah, for sure. Just circling back a little bit for, for you was college. You didn't go to college in, in kind of for art or for, for painting at all.
1: No, I didn't. Um, pursuing anything that was artistic was not exactly encouraged by my, um, family. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I went to school for um, news editorial journalism and communication thinking that maybe I might go the journalist route but that's how I ended up uh, focusing on public relations um, sort of the flip side I guess to journalism right, yeah. I had always been creative when I was a kid you know I um, I loved pottery I did ballet I took piano even though I hate, <laughs> hated piano but um, I did did do that uh, in high school. I was fascinated with photography, um, and I loved using my my dad's vintage camera from um, I think the seventies. Uh, and then in college, I was taking as many different creative electives as I could while I was pursuing pursuing the degree, and just sort of did it for fun. But it was never really something that I took seriously as um, as a profession or, or as any way to you know actually. Focus most Mm. of my energy on in terms of making a living. It was just um, something I loved to do, and even still, it took it took me a while to convince uh, my stepdad in particular that I had a now that I have a real business and you know art as a as a. creative career is a legitimate direction. Uh, So yeah, it wasn't necessarily something that I studied. um, So it's been a lot of learning as I as I've gone. Uh, Certainly, once I decided to start dabbling with wine, there's no information about how to do that anywhere. Um, So that was in terms of actually working with it as a medium, it was there were some things that were similar to to what I'd done before with um with watercolor a little bit, but it still is separate um than how watercolor, for example, behaves. So I had to teach myself how to do everything anyway, (laughs) but I still enjoy, I mean, I'm, you know, I think that it's good to consider yourself to be a constant student. Um, And so I'm an evolving student of both wine Mm. um, and art as, you know, as I continue to learn more.
0: Yeah. Uh, And uh, one, one thing you put, you said in there that I I kind of um, drew my curiosity was how has the reception been? How, how, how has the, you know, kind of the critical reception from, from, uh, from just the general public and from your from your friends and family, and how has it been since you started? It, it seems like you said there's you you were nuts over Christmas with putting out orders and right. How how has it been?
1: It's been tremendous. I, for the most part, people are fascinated and love the idea. I will, of course, occasionally run into to people that. Um, might be a little offended that I'm choosing to paint with wine instead of, um, just have it for drinking. But for the most part, it's been, um, amazing. My, I first started on Instagram, just sort of sharing what I was doing. Uh, and I think, you know, Christy Norman, um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was the first person actually who came to me and said that she wanted she wanted a painting. That's and cool. Yeah,
0: she's so, the bomb. She's she's, she's so much amazing.
1: Yeah. She's amazing, and I will of course not only is she incredible for everything that she's putting out into the world um, and creating on her own, but I will of course always be grateful to her for recognizing and sort of pushing me from that moment to that to realize that this would be something maybe that other people would be interested in too so um
0: see this is this is why I love doing these podcasts because that's just a connection having mm -hmm. that connection um you know for me is it just makes things worth it that you that you got a a push from her and and she's just one of my favorites I love her so to to have that tie-in is wonderful
1: Yeah. Oh, she's amazing. I haven't gotten to meet her yet in person since um, we don't live in the same area, but uh, maybe one day. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so no, mostly, um, mostly people are very open to it. And, um, you know, I even started offering some wine painting and tasting classes because people were so into the idea that they wanted to try it a bit for themselves. um, And those have been a hit too. So I've just sort of been going where the requests have led me basically which is very fun I love it
0: (laughs) I know that you commission pieces as well so depending on what kind of requests come through so that's that's kind of neat as well
1: yeah I have done a variety of commissions um my favorite's are always, well, you know, they're they're all very special, of course. And it's always an honor, truly, to get to be part of someone's special gift. But I have particularly enjoyed recently um, working with different winemakers or wineries and getting to use their wine to create a special piece for them. Um, I feel like that's just been sort of a next level um, connection uh, for me um, to be able to, to um, marry those two different passions so mm-hmm. that's been fun and i've um i continued to get more requests for that so <laughs> that's uh that's a, a fun new direction
0: no for sure and and i i can't i can't not see wineries wanting to have a piece in a tasting room or you know in, a, in their gift shop or whatever with with um with their wine that's now displayed
1: mm-hmm Yeah, well, you know, I I think the concept is very new to most people. Most people never heard of it. I'd never heard of it when the idea occurred to me. And as soon as that idea is a possibility, it's sort of like, oh, yeah, (laughs) like I want to see what my wines look like come to life. Maybe that's um, a future wine art uh, domination goal. <laughs> Get some <laughs> some custom pieces um, in more and more tasting rooms across the the country. Maybe the world. We'll see.
0: Well, and that's the thing is, just as you share your portfolio and as you as you gain, um, you know, as you gain uh, recognition, I guess. And as people kind of learn about you, and, and as as you have a portfolio to then show them and say, "Look, this is this is," it just snowballs that way. Mm-hmm. Um, right. As one winery shows their, you know, you show one of theirs, and another winery sees it and takes notice of it, right?
1: I think that's that's sort of how the best things end up getting shared and um, spread. I guess is is when people uh, are sharing something that that they really love, and so uh I'm I'm always happy to be part of that.
0: If people do want to get one of the, one of your pieces or or get one of your you know get a commission piece, what's the best way for them to contact you?
1: Online mostly. You can find my Instagram, it's at myers and then my website is elishamyerswineart com. Both ways will reach me directly for anybody that has questions.
0: Cool. I'm sure you get tons of I noticed you had a frequently asked questions uh, section on your website, so that's that's good for people to uh, kind of those basic questions like, you know, will this last, I guess is one of the ones that always seems to crop up probably.
1: Yes, I mean, being that it's a relatively new concept to a lot of people, uh, there's many questions I think that people have, but in regards to that question specifically, I have created um, and honed a multi-step customized process so that, so from start to finish, that I get the color to be the way that I want it to be and, you know, beautiful and vibrant. And then um, to get the wine to actually last as, as, as a color, as, as the painting. But I always have to um, warn people that it is wine. And so it doesn't belong in direct sunlight, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> just like, you know, you wouldn't put a bottle of wine out in the windowsill window sill and expect it to still be yeah. okay. <laughs> it, it's similar in that way.
0: Yeah. Have you, just a uh, tangent, but yeah. um, if you ever get a chance to go to Abu Dhabi, they've got the Louvre and Guggenheim and they have, um, I don't know if you've heard about this or not, but they're, the process, they have the the ceiling at the Louvre is got all these little kind of um, pinprick holes that all that sunlight in through onto the floor mm-hmm. um, and onto the paintings. And they have to, you know, kind of makes it, basically work on how they wanted to protect the paintings and how they wanted to, to kind of put a, uh, a protection so that the, when all the sunlight comes through, it's, it's not damaging anything.
1: Wow. Yeah. I mean, those are some very, um, valuable pieces. So I, yeah. that, I'm not surprised that they would probably have to use all of the technology at their disposal yeah. to protect yeah. those pieces.
0: We didn't. We never actually got a chance. Well, we, we, that's where we were living when we were abroad was uh, in in Abu Dhabi, but uh, they oh, wow. they kept delaying the openings. And you would look at the sign, and then all of a sudden it would change. They would just change the year, and it would be like coming in, and then all of a sudden the year had changed to like two years later. And you're like, oh, okay. Not even wow. like coming next month. It's like coming in 2014. Now it was 2016. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah (laughs) but uh, I've seen it I've seen it now and uh, it looks super cool so yeah so uh, it'd be a place to check out as a uh, as an art enthusiast so
1: I bet yeah that sounds amazing
0: I think we're going to leave it there for now thanks for listening for more wine conversation and podcast updates you can follow us on Instagram at Ian's Wine Truths check out our website for great photos of our guests friends of take care have a glass for me